We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Right steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. High school quarterback is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co host, our partners in crime. We have Tommy Avance and former LA Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. We're here to look back, break down, and basically be happy. Like, really happy. Rams win today 37 14 over the Cardinals. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. You know, big day for the Rams. Uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised. How about you, Tom? Man, all full disclosure, um, if my audio sounds a little off than it normally does, I am in my car uh, broadcasting from my phone. Uh, My son has been in the hospital for three days now. Um, He had surgery last week and somehow caught the RSV virus. Um, while recovering, and I had to admit him to the hospital. He's been having a rough go at it. Um, thanks to everyone on social media for praying for my son. I appreciate that. I even had, believe it or not, 49er fans in my mentions putting aside our rivalry differences to show some love to my family. Um, much respect to those guys. Thank you guys so much. And I appreciate it. I just wanted to bring that up so if my audio sounds funny and anyone gets upset you know why um but as far as the game goes i full disclosure i fell asleep a little bit with my son in the hospital while i was on but i did watch close to half of it 
and when I woke up, we were blowing them out. Um, I picked us to lose this game, and to be honest with you, I think I overthought this. And what I mean by that is, um, since Sean McVay has taken over the team in 2017, the Rams were 12 and two against the Cardinals. Now they have a different coaching staff, some some different players, most of the same. They've been playing really hard this year, and so. I thought that they could get us in this game. Um, apparently, none of that matters. Sometimes you overthink it. When we're playing the Cardinals moving forward, we're just going to check a dub next to that until they <laughs> prove us wrong. So I want to apologize to all the fans that didn't overthink it. And we're like, man, we got these guys numbered, dude. We got this. They were all right. I overthought it. I was wrong. My bad. <laughs> oh, man. What about wow. you, Derek? I I would say that I also called the Cardinals to win. I am happy to be wrong. I thought on the same lines as you in that I mean the Cardinals have been they've they've played hard. I mean they've they've they beat the Cowboys earlier this year. They they've given teams problems across across the board and the Rams just haven't looked good for weeks and weeks. And I know some folks are on social media patting their back, like, well, you know, it was all about Kyron Williams, so on and so forth. But the reality was they just hadn't been doing what they have not been following the formula that made them successful from the get go, which was ball control, run the football. And they were able to do that today to a T. I didn't see that coming. Honestly, I, I really didn't see that coming. I thought they would come out there and try and get Cooper cup going and, and try and get these receivers going. And instead they just focused on getting Kyron Williams going. And that was what they needed to do. So that kind of gives me a, a little bit of renewed hope for the rest of the year. And suddenly that schedule is not as daunting as it looked a couple weeks ago, but we'll see if they can stay out of that habit. Cause you, you and I both have seen it before all of us have seen it before Sean McVay will have games like this, where they do some really nice play calling. They, they spread the ball. I mean, honestly, what was it? It was the play, the play breakdown today. I know you're going to love this. I know you're going to love this, Mike, the play breakdown. 33 rushes, 33 pass attempts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's perfect balance. and, and Perfect. Literally perfect balance, 50-50. So I, I can't, how can anybody be upset with that or be shocked at her? I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad that, the, that they came out there and basically smashed him. It didn't look that way after the first, they, at the, as they exchanged drives. It was going to be a shootout. And instead, the Rams just just smashed them. Love, love yeah. to watch it. Yeah, on the flip side, too, of you know being wrong about the pick, I would like to tell all the fans on social media, on Twitter specifically, I refuse to call it X, it's just not going to happen, um, that anyone who said Tyron Williams isn't him, I hate that term, but people are using that now, Listen, there's a reason why I drafted him while the Rams were on the clock. Went to the restroom, came back, looked at the TV. They drafted Kyron Williams. I went nuts. I was a big fan in college. Um, not just of his play. He does have some things. Um, he, he runs a, sometimes a little stiff and a little clumsy. But I was willing to look past that because of his work ethic his character and the fact that he grew up in St. Louis and was a Rams fan as a kid 
and got drafted by the team that he was in love with as a child, I thought for sure that all of those things together, he would give us what we were looking for, which is hard work and a grinder. And that's exactly what we've gotten from him. And that's why I took him at that pick. So anyone that says he's not a good running back, you just got to see it on display today after coming off of an injury. That that dude went wild, man. And with him and Royce Freeman, we can run all over the place with these two guys moving forward. And we'll get to this game um, in the middle of the week. We'll preview the Browns game. But like I told Allen on Twitter today, we came out of the bye and had two division get-right games. Okay, we were sloppy in the first one and probably shouldn't have won that game, but we went 2-0 and against our division and came out of the gate and got some confidence. Now, we're moving back out of the division and we're going to start playing defenses like the Browns next week, and I will be there at SoFi to witness it in person. So this, it, it, it's great and all, but now we got to play out of division games. Let's see how we match up against a severely dangerous defense like the Browns. This, yeah. that, this is going to be so much fun to watch. They're also getting a, a Browns team that lost players today again. They're getting a Who did they lose? Browns team. Miles Garrett lose? got hurt. That's the big Ooh. one. Ooh. Mark Cooper got hurt. You know, we'll see. We know this is just the game just ended a little bit ago, so we don't know how bad it is or how limited yeah. or if he's going to be out or not. But you're talking about a team that has been decimated by injuries. Denzel Ward was out for this game. So the Rams actually are getting them at the right time. They're getting them at a time where, oh, wow. you know, they're getting at a time when, you know, Denver beat them today, 29-12. And, you know, Denver's been yeah. hot. But yeah, they have. you're talking about a team that right now the Browns have P.J. Walker and DTR as their quarterbacks right now. They have Amari Cooper hurting. He had uh, David Njoku, who's basically Joe Everett. Part duh, in terms of the drop season, or you can call it Jared Cook part three, you know, <laughs> version three. It's the same thing. You, athlete, all athlete, all athlete can't catch a football. These are you guys you, who are your offense right now without Deshaun Watson there, without Nick Chubb there. This is a Browns team that is seven and four. And if they're healthy, they're a Super Bowl contender. They're not. They're a hot mess in terms of injuries. We're talking about that before you're on the air about the Bills. The Bills being losing today in overtime. Half their defense is out. There are some teams like we saw it last year. The Rams were on back a roster that was was their Super Bowl roster. Basically, they got hurt first couple weeks and that was it. And so I'm when when you look next week and look at the Browns, if the Rams come out there like they did this week, they're going to beat the Browns. Just they are. The Browns don't have an offense right now. Yeah, we'll get into that in the week, but it, yeah, un- you uncovering and Joe Flacco. all that, uncovering all that right now. Uh, they got Joe Flacco. Yeah, that doesn't Joe mean Flacco. anything, man. Joe yeah. Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco 12 years ago, maybe. Not Joe Flacco now. Yeah, no. So. Now, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll have a few days to look into the, the injuries, the roster, so I can give us, you know, a more accurate prediction. I'm not going to predict the game at this point, obviously. We're not there yet, but that's a, lot of, that's a lot to unpack, Derek. I did not know that. Well, yeah, remember, I'm in the area, so I'm, yeah, I'm you watching are, this you all. By, yep. Yeah, there's only one time a year or one time every three or four years I'm not cheering for the Rams. That's when they're playing the Rams. Yeah, because so, you live right there in their yeah, backyard. Yeah, my, my whole family's Browns fans. All right, so before we do anything else, because the rest of the podcast is all Rams and Cardinals, 
We do want to get more out to our sponsors. So Prize Picks, they are the largest daily, daily fan source platform in North America. They right now have a lot of cool things going on outside just football. The basketball season's here, and you can now pick combo projects across football and basketball from the Specials League. And a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5-point combo, a three-points made, plus receptions. You can do that. Or do you want to play alongside some of Prospect's favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can find them under the Community Place tab on the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. So, one more thing with that. Price Picks offers a reboot policy. You just heard us talking about injuries today. And there were a couple. Well, you can have your entry stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy, an injury insurance policy. That's kind of important if you have Anthony Davis at your center, by the way. Just want to point that out. I know that was a jab, but nonetheless, listen, go check it out. If you are interested in Price Picks, go check it out at go to pricepicks.com forces Rams Talk and use code Rams Talk for each first deposit match up to $100. One more time, go to pricepicks.com forces slash Rams Talk and use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Here's a word from our sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, down the numbers, guys. Here we go. I, I'm gonna love this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, you never see the movie Batman Forever, and Jim Carrey has that moment. He's like, joygasm. This is how I'm feeling right now, looking at these numbers, because this is what we want all year. And silence. I'm not <laughs> sure if you guys are with me. There you are. There's a, there it is. You, you, you I know it's a callback from like 25 years ago. You did catch that, right? I did. You, you saw the movie. I did. Mike's like, nah, nah. <laughs> is it which? Okay, I know Batman which movie. Forever. Which 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 Batman is it? Is it Val Kilmer or George Clooney? That was Val Kilmer. Okay. And that was where Tommy Lee Jones played a uh, played. Two Face. Two Face. Jim Carrey played the Riddler. Yep. Anyways, here we go. First downs, Rams 25, Cardinals 19. Third down efficiency, 6 of 12 for the Rams, 6 of 17 for the Cardinals. Two of two on fourth down for the Rams, two of three for the Cardinals. Don't like that one. Total yards, 457 for the Rams, 292 for the Cardinals. Total plays, 66 and 64. Average gain per play. 6.9 6.9 to 4.6 net yards rushing. This is a dream. 228 yards for the Rams on 33 carries, a 6.9 yards per rush. 15 carries to 73 yards for the Cardinals. That's a 4.9, not good, but they didn't run enough. That's a. Co- we got to talk about that, by the way. Passing net yards passing 229 for the Rams, 219 for the Cardinals. Uh, Matt. Stafford was 25 33 for that 229, four touchdowns, one interception. They got to the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, four times. Rams did not allow a sack. Two punts in the game for the Rams, five for the Cardinals, five penalties for 23 yards, much improved from last week, five for 34 for the Cardinals, and time of possession, 34 minutes and 52 seconds for the Rams. A couple quick notes on the personal stats for the game. And this is where we see a big difference. Kyron Williams, 16 carries, 143 yards. Royce Freeman, 13 carries, 77 yards. In the receiving game, 2-2 Atwell, three carries, three catches for 76 yards with only three targets. So he caught all three of his balls. Give, put that ball in his hands more. Three targets, come on. Kyron Williams, six catches, 61 yards. But Puka Nakua, four for 27. And Cooper Cup, three for 18. They went away from their big dogs in this game and went to the running back and said, by the way, go on and say it. Tyler who, Tommy? Tyler who? <laughs> Tyler shit, be Yeah, yeah. Dude. Five catches, 29 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns in the end zone. He always goes off on the – I mean, if you want to call 529 for two going off, but that's what he did. Got two touchdowns today. So there you go. Let me go to Mike first. Mike, when you're hearing all these numbers, Give us your first three thoughts. My first three thoughts are, you know, wow, efficient, uh, you know, ran over them. But, you know, one of the big things that sticks out is when you have that much of uh, time of possession, that makes for easy peasy. And so, uh, you know, the thing is, can they now be consistent? going down the stretch but i definitely agree with you in regards to the next game coming up with cleveland they're going to come in a little banged up but you got to see how much carryover can we have i really saw 
uh, as you noted, a nice connection between, you know, Stafford and Tutu Atwell. Uh, they seem to connect. Obviously, Puka does his thing, but it's nice to see Tutu starting to get, you know, some more throws downfield. I will, however, caution, and I'm going to go back to what Tommy said last week. Uh, staff still was kind of missing some throws that you go, okay, you know, so it's a good game that it wasn't throws that, you know, really cost us or, you know, stop drives and things like that. But it's just kind of like, okay, staff, you're, you're a Wally veteran. Those throws you, you kind of should be making in your sleep. So I go back to Tommy. Uh, it, it just seems like something is, is a little bit off with the overall, his overall throwing, though he had a really good game. So overall, I think it was just, you know, great. And again, how much can we carry over into the next week? Tommy, what about you? Well, what I was seeing in the first half, um, the very first of all, the very first play of the game when Stafford threw it to Cup, I was like, oh boy, here we go. The two old guys just ain't, they ain't ready again, you know, and uh, just shook my head right away. But then game continued, and I, what I saw from Sean was play action. I was seeing him boot now, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, Derek was beating that uh, like a dead horse forever. Like, why aren't we running these, you know, plays that we were running in 2017, being more creative, blah, blah, blah. And we were getting uh, Stafford out of the pocket a little bit, getting him away from the rush um, so he could see the open field a little better, uh, take some of the pressure off of him, getting hit and whatnot. And then, of course, running the ball. We talked about it last week. Both teams or giving up over four yards of carry before this matchup. So if I'm both coaches, I'm going to try to bang it down each other's throat. That's where Arizona dropped the ball. The Rams didn't. They, they said, you know what? Arizona can't stop the run. We're going to run it until they can't, until they can or whatever. And the problem with the Cardinals is they didn't follow that recipe. They didn't try to attack the weakness of the Rams that they've been having in previous weeks. And that's why they lost the game. They were trying to throw it too much early with, um, Kyler Murray and it wasn't working. They, sh they were trying to, they were doing what I said we shouldn't do Derek throw to set up the run. Right. I said, don't do that. And they did that. Not us. So we blew them out. They did exactly what I didn't want our team to do. And we beat them down for it. Yeah. That's why I actually noticed that's where I was going to go to was it was almost like a mirror, a mirror thing here. One of the things we have beaten over and over and over again is the fact that the Rams will make themselves one-dimensional. They'll stop running the football in games they're still in. They don't wait until they're down 25 to 3 to start just throwing. They, they'll be down by 3 points, 6 points. Well, they're down 14-8, and the Cardinals are just throwing the football. Uh, the numbers overall, 74 yards, 4.9 yards a carry. Hey, by the way, I, Connor's a pretty good running back here. He's a guy that, that is strong, physical, can really wear down a team. And he has six carries this game. That's it. Six. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's brutal. That's brutal. Boy. The Rams didn't put this <laughs> yeah. game away brutal. until well, the third quarter. It was 21 to eight. You don't third. stop running right, that. Right. You don't, you wow. don't stop running at 21 to eight. You have plenty of time left. And what do you do? Six carries for your top guy. The that's the whole reason you brought him in was to be your was to be your running back. Six carries. 
If I, how many times? <laughs> how many times have we we beat that drum? Have we hammered the Rams, hammered Sean McVay for doing the very same thing the Cardinals did today? The Cardinals, you know, the Rams beat the Cardinals today, but the, but the Cardinals did their fair share to beat themselves. Yeah. Y- yes. Now, Derek, did you guys notice? It just seemed like you know Kyler Murray had you know one carry for two yards, but it just seemed like no matter what, he's not coming out that pocket anymore, really. He he moved around a little bit there. I think what they're trying to do is is I think what they're trying to do is get him acclimated to with his receivers more than anything else. I don't think they're really holding him back as much as get him acclimated to his receivers, but also the guy has come back off ACL surgery and have having a guy who's done the ACL thing can tell you that you don't always come back confident that you can run around doing everything you were doing before. I know I didn't. It took me it took me a long time to be able to think that way. So I get the I get the idea that they're going to keep him in the pocket. Kind of what the, actually the Eagles have been doing that a lot lately. They've, Jalen Hurts has been doing the knee injury, and and it's you know they've yep, been keeping yep. him in the pocket a lot more. Heck, the the Bills kept Josh Allen kind of locked up for much of the year this year, and I think that's actually hurt them. I, the Bills looked their best offensively today when they let Josh Allen just run around. He looked great today. So I think that when you have a running quarterback, you got to let him run a little bit, let him move around, and they didn't do that. On the flip side, what were the Rams always in good at? What were the Rams always great at offensively? And that was when they, when teams did not know what they were going to do. It didn't matter if you were in the same format. If you were in 11, 11 personnel the entire time, for well over a year, they just walked out there in 11 personnel and no one could stop them, even though everybody knew they were going to be in 11 personnel. Why? Because they were just sitting at the line and people just didn't know what they were going to do. Well, today, oh my gosh, they found a great screenplay. And they ran it, and they're putting people in motion. They're, they're doing things that we've been praying for them to do, and they kept the balance at it. I, I loved that about today's today's football game, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure you were smiling, Tommy. I'm sure you were. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna go back uh, this week and watch the game from front to back because I fell asleep with my son in the hospital. I, they they did everything that we've been asking them to do. It's a listen. We don't hammer this team because we don't love them. We hammer them because we do. Okay? We're, we want to, the best out of all of our players and our coaches. Effort. Effort. We talk about this all the time. And that's exactly what we got today from what I saw. is effort and execution and creative play calling and, and, and attacking a team's weakness. They did everything that we've been asking for them to do. And I want to see that out of them moving forward. I want them to prove me wrong because I know this team has heart, guts, toughness, and innovation. We just, they got in a rut and I want them to crawl out of it because we have an amazing nucleus. They've done well in this last draft and a couple sprinkles in the two previous before that, right? With like Ernest Jones, he's a star. I loved him coming out of college. I he, the, the only reason I didn't take him in that draft is because I took Nick Bolton with our first pick, who's a top five linebacker for the Chiefs in the league. He was still on the board. I was hoping Ernest was going to fall to the like fourth or fifth where he was projected, and I was going to take him too. Imagine those two together as our linebackers. We would have our Fred Warner and Greenlaw. That was my goal. You know, we have a, my point is, is we have a great nucleus, dude, and we just got to build off of that going into the offseason and going into the draft and free agency. But right now, 
we got to we get to continue to watch these guys evolve. And I saw some great stuff out of Kobe Turner and the reason why we drafted him out of Wake Forest, bro. Like he he's the he's the same height and weight as Aaron Donald. They're they're not they didn't draft him to replace Aaron Donald. They drafted him to learn from Aaron Donald because they're the, because eventually. When Aaron retires, he's going to go into that position. He, will he ever be as great as Aaron Donald? No, nobody will. But my point is, is you got to put somebody there when he's gone. And might as well grab the dude now. Let Aaron groom him. Because what we're seeing as a rookie, dude, he's good. Am I, I mean, are you guys seeing this? This guy can play. Yeah, he can play. I'm so the hell. That draft class good. last year is legit. Straight up legit. Mike? Yes, sir. Where do you want to go with this? Hey, you know where we're going. I mean, we're going to the, hopefully, not the outhouse, but to the penthouse. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally, uh, I'm going to co-sign with Tommy and you that at the end of the day, even your boy Higby got in on some blocking and some touchdowns. And so I'm like, okay, he must have listened to the podcast. Dude, we inspired you. So, Bro, we again, said that. <laughs> 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 so so I, I, I definitely agree that if if we can just now continue to mix it up, don't be a one track pony, one track show and all that kind of good stuff and and after, and just stay balanced. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, we've kind of or I'm going to say not we I have I've gone from, you know what we can do? You know what? Now nah, we can't. But now, again, you can look at things and. If the game is called correctly, you use your talent that you have. I love that word, good nucleus uh, of these young kids, uh, players, not young kids, but players. Uh, there's a lot that can, can is left in the season that can be up for grabs. And as we all know, it doesn't matter how you get there. But if you can get to the, the big dance playoffs at the end of the year, that's a brand new season. So that's where, you know, I'm looking today and it's like, oh, the Rams are in the hunt. And I'm like, there's no way we're in the hunt, but we are in the hunt. So, again, they won one of these last six games today. So, again, if you can get three more, maybe you make it. So, yeah, I I, I, I like what, what I'm saying. Again, can we be consistent is a thing. Consistency is what I'm looking for. Yeah, and going back to Tyler Higby, so the uh shout out to Aztec Pride on Twitter. He last week he was coming at me about, you know, getting on Tyler. And so as soon as Tyler started getting it today, he of course he starts, hey, look at him go, look at him go, you know. So I quote tweeted him and I said, I'm pretty sure he listened to the episode last week of me calling him Tyler Shitby. <laughs> and I motivated him a little bit. So my plan worked. Reverse psychology wins out. And everybody started cracking up, dude. You know, that's all I wanted to see from him, bro. We're going to give you that money. Go out there and earn it, big man. I never had an issue with Tyler. I only had an issue when I started to see him peel back um, this year. It's like, dude, they brought you back for a reason. They extended you for a reason. You're a veteran leader, team captain type guy. Go out there and act it, act like it, play like it, lead the charge, and show these young guys how to get it done. You've been in the league since 2016, man. You're here to teach. You're here to set the tone and set the example for these young men. And he did that today. I just need to see it 
on a consistent basis. I want to go one step further about it about him is when he was drafted, he was drafted with all kinds. There were there were issues there, if you remember, there were issues as to why he was in the fourth round and so on and so forth. Um, throughout the years, one thing we know about him, he blocks well. He's athletic. He's big. He's tall. Decent hands. Can run a good route. All those things, in my view, should make him one of the best tight ends in the league. And he's never really become that. Decent, yep. good, f- decent, good, but. The development should have been there to where he becomes one of the best. You know, he he came in after Gerald Everett came in, and Gerald Everett was supposed to be that guy originally too. And, and he, this team has never really done a great job of developing tight ends. But we saw that flash that moment in 2019, and in 20, and this is that's four years ago now. We saw this flash where Tyler Higby was showing he can be that guy, and he is just inconsistent. And there were just a couple of those moments this year where I'm, you know, he felt the footsteps and I'm on a big pass play and he just gives up on the pass play because he felt the footsteps. And th- that's the kind of stuff that just drives me nuts because, dude, you're six foot four, 250, something like that. For crying out loud, you're, you're going to be fine. Take the hit, make the catch, you know, be that contributor. That's what you're paid to do. So today, get out there and see and catch those two touchdowns. Uh, albeit again, it's against his his favorite team, apparently the Cardinals. He just always plays ball against them. Um, let's see what it is from this point out. Because if they can utilize tight end from the rest of the year, that offense is totally open, and everything changes. Yeah, I want to touch real quick on because you brought up briefly his draft issue. Okay, now this is where I'm going to stick up for Tyler Higby, and I did during the draft process, and this is what frustrates me about scouting and media reporting and slandering these kids coming out of college. And I was very upset on draft day watching him fall and then people in the media talking about why he was falling and they weren't telling the truth. I always do my homework on these situations, and I did in that moment. And what happened with Tyler Higby is he was at a bar with his girlfriend and some unruly jerk-off that I've dealt with guys like this my whole life growing up in the entertainment industry as a musician. There's always some dummy in the bar who who wants the smoke until he gets it. So Tyler decided to take him and his girlfriend and go and leave because this guy was harassing them and go to another bar. And he did. And those guys, that guy followed him and he left again, went to another bar, third bar, by the way, gets to the third bar and decides, you know what? I've had enough. And he, and he drops this dude because well, Tyler Higby's a giant. And so he's apparently the bad guy in this situation. He assaulted somebody and this, Seriously, dude, you're going to do that to these kids? Nah, he defended himself because some guy was stalking him and his girlfriend, and he finally got tired of him and knocked him out. I would have did the same damn thing. So we got to stop doing that to these kids. So as much as people want to say, oh, Tommy's always on Tyler, nah, nah, nah. I was happy when we drafted him, and I stuck up for him when people were lying. So there you go. You know, I wasn't actually doing that, right? I was just saying. he had No, no, no. Issue. You brought it up, and I wanted to elaborate on that because i needed the fans to understand as much as i hammer tyler i'm on team tyler at the same time that's why i hammer him because i like the dude if i didn't like the guy i'd just be like hey we're done with you have a nice day no i i know how good he can be i know who he is as a person he's a good person he's a good guy and all he did in that moment was defend himself and his girlfriend and he shouldn't be chastised for it I just wanted to share that story. 
All right. Well, there's the story, and now we know. Mike, any thoughts on Tyler Higby? Well, I, I'm just sitting there listening and enjoying the banter back and forth in regards to, you know, the why. But I totally agree, Tommy. At the end of the day, we throw these words out, and it's like, no, a guy's protecting himself. And I know we want to live in a world that we want to make believe that, oh, none of these things. You can actually just go talk it out and go, hey, guy, why don't you leave us alone? And he stops. No. Some of these people, they, as you said, they want to do all that jaw jacking until they get that smoke. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, no, man, you got what you asked for. So just live with it and say, hey, man, good shot. I'll leave you alone next time. So, uh, but I definitely agree when we talked uh, the other day regards to when you have that type of size, that type of skill, that type of framework, and the opportunity to play on the biggest stage, as we know in the world, NFL football, uh, you want to go out there, and in my opinion, you want to give it your all each time out. You know, we use the old saying, hey, you never know when the last game, leave it out on the field. Yeah, I believe you want to leave most of it out on the field. You don't want to leave yourself out on the field to the degree where they carry you out on a stretcher. But, yeah, you want to make sure when you turn back, whenever your time is done playing, whether it's high school, junior college, uh, college, the pros or whatever, or the pickup league, you want to say, hey, man, when I was out there, I did my thing. And anybody who played against me, they knew it. Uh, you don't want to be out there just a guy. I call it stealing. You just collecting checks. Uh, yeah, don't be that guy. But today you showed a little bit more. But again, the thing we all do not have is the advantage point of actually being in meetings. Are they trying to do things to get this guy open and he's just not doing it? You know, I don't know. That's the only thing that you can look and go, well, man, maybe that's why they're not doing it. Maybe he's missing blocks that we don't see. Maybe he's blowing assignments that we don't see. Maybe he's coming out to practice, you know, playing around too much for their take. I don't know. Uh, but it was good to see today that what could be if you show up and do what you're supposed to. Thoughts on that? Tommy up. Yeah, man. You know what they say? There's always a bigger bear. <laughs> There's always a bigger bear, you know, and people – Going back to Tyler's situation when he was getting drafted, it's just a quick saying that I like, you know, that I like to say to people that people crave trouble until they encounter resistance. You know, don't go around looking for trouble because eventually you won't find it. (laughs) And and, And that dude found it that day, bro. (laughs) it's as simple as that so i'm proud of tyler today for the way he showed out um good for you buddy and keep up the good work dude keep leading these young men keep teaching guys like davis allen from clemson who we drafted this year um you know teach him how to be a pro man teach these young guys hunter long all the other titans on the roster uh bryson hopkins just keep leading that room Keep, keep up the good work dude good job today all right. So, any closing thoughts here as we get out of here today? Any closing thoughts at all? Mike? Just looking forward to the Browns and Rams, week 13. Let's get it. Tommy? Yeah. 
Same, because I'm going to be at that game if everything goes well at home, you know, with everything that's going on in my personal life and everyone's health. Um, the goal is for me to get a breather and go drink a lot of beer and have a lot of fun with my friends and hopefully get a W in that building. A lot of people are flying in from this game. Uh, JB, Austin, JB's bringing his mom. A whole bunch of people are flying in from all over the country, so I'm pretty excited to see everyone. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Hey, real quick question, fellas. What do you guys think about the Jack Del Rio firing? Man, I just think people, I just think they got a new owner, bro. That's all. I think that, and I, I mean, we can get into that in another show, but I will say this yeah, about, yeah. about guys like Jack and guys like Ron, like that I grew up watching, you know, I grew up watching Jack play. I grew up watching Ron. His coaching career evolved. He was one of the best DCs I've ever seen in Chicago and San Diego. He's been a head coach since 2011. Some people aren't meant to be a head coach. I think he should be a DC. I think guys like Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, great defensive minds. I just think they're a product of, you know, previous ownership. And now the new ownership is looking to do his thing. That's all. I think it's really tough to make a judgment call when you see a track record like you know like jack del rio has or ron rivera you know in terms of what they're actually good at then you know that what you're seeing like in washington is not even their standard and there's a lot of ways you can look at it you can say well you can say well they're doing a bad job well maybe they are but their track record doesn't say that what my guess is at least for jack del rio is he doesn't have the personnel that he needs to run the kind of defense he wants to run. So either he needs to go or they need to go. And if they feel they have the guys they need to to build defense around, then he's got to go. And and quite frankly, when you're treating like Chase Young out there, phenomenal athlete, been hurt a bit, but phenomenal athlete, he's the, who should be an anchor for for a defensive line. And how do you, how well do you think that defense is going to play? We know here, the difference in a good pass rush and a bad, because we've seen it over the course of years. What happens if Aaron Donald's out? Oh my gosh, things change. So yeah, you have to dive in. You have to dive into it. You trade both of your starting <clears throat> defensive pass rushers the same week, and then your quarterback is Sam Howell. Come on, dude. Like really, you're really going to hammer the coaches for you know not going out and get a franchise quarterback for a team right, right. that had a roster that was probably ready to win. If you had a QB, come on, man, give me a break. You know, and, and Sam Howell hasn't played awful by any stretch of imagination, but he's not, you know, you, you, you don't have the full team there. You don't have a, what, what are you doing there in Washington? And by the way, I will say, I think Ron Rivera's done a horrible job as her head coach. I'll say that, but some people aren't meant to be head coach. They're meant to be coordinators. And that's yep. not really, that's not really, North Turner's another example. North Turner to me yeah. was a horrifyingly awful head coach, but a brilliant coordinator. Yep. Yep. Because it's a different job, and I think that coordinators don't understand that. Coordinators that become great head coaches learn to delegate. Your job as a head coach is not to be a part of the the play calling at all. Your defensive coach and your offensive coach call the plays on the field, period. That's the way it should be. Your job as a third set of eyes is to tell those guys what you're seeing and also clock management and timeout management. You're the head coach. You're supposed to manage everyone under you. You're not supposed to take the clipboard from the guy and say, I got this. That's not how it <laughs> works, dude. Sean McVay's still doing it, 
I've right. seen guys like Andy Reid still doing it. It's like, bro, why you even have an OC or DC then? What are you doing? Right. Like a real leader's delegate. Period. I don't want to hear it. All right. So there you go. There's our closing. There's all the closing thoughts today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review over on Apple. We really appreciate that. Five stars would make the world of difference for us. Also, follow us on Twitter or at X or I, I like my, you know, like Tommy said earlier, I'll never change it. It's always going to be Twitter to me. X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Talk Rams, at DC Apollo, at Ram Tommy in LA, or at, or and or at One Duke 23 and follow all of us. We'll be back midweek for the preview podcast. And also, by the way, don't forget Butting Heads with Steve and Johnny as they also look at the week and look at the Browns. Right here. Have a great one. Out of there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.